Welcome to WP Tonic, Episode 10. This is Bill, and we're getting caught up right now with WP Tonic, trying to look at ways to edit podcasts fast. So what I'm doing is I'm doing a quick edit, and we're getting these up. We have Episode 10 and 11. They are both podcasts that I did before we had our WordPress meetup here in Reno, Nevada. And 10 is on responsive design, and 11, which will be up tomorrow, We'll go into details on how to make your WordPress site fast. So without further ado, let's get right into episode 10 on responsive design. At the back, the show is on for the podcast. Jonathan, you're ready to go. If you want to start, welcome to WP Tonic. Hello there, Bill. Oh, Come just, on, bright up, mate. Okay, He's see? been driving me crazy, folks, we, with okay, all these stop. podcasting. We, we just did the test. You didn't, you didn't sound God, like that. folks. He just... He's bonkers. So Jonathan just went way too loud and blew out the uh, system. Did I? I don't have. If I had a really good mixer and I had limiters, you could go as loud as you want. I'd I'd like limit the top side. Do you, Bill? So go ahead. Now this is important sound. So anyway, welcome to WP Tonic. We're here. I hear that every show, Bill. That your freaking bloody sound is important. And it's getting better. It's getting really good too. So Jonathan, let's get right into the show. I I know you want to talk about. I didn't even have my notes in front of responsive me. Responsive design, Bill. <laughs> responsive design. And I know what responsive design is. Yeah. So what, 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 what we're going to do, folks, is do uh, I'm just going to quickly go through why responsive design is important. And then I'm going to go through a group of plugins that um, I utilize quite a lot on most clients' websites. Not everyone, but most of them. And I know that you folks that are listening out there love your plugins, and we all do in our way, but they also can cause us a, a few problems. But I've had a few requests to, uh, to go through my plugin list, and uh, that's what I plan to do, Bill. Plugin day, responsive and plugin day. That's what I'm going to do. Very good. So for what it's worth, I think we're probably getting our best sound we've ever had today. It's Great. Like not where I want it 100%, but it's getting there. He's so fanatical. It's going to be a good show. Sound, and if folks. you want to listen to it, uh, it's live right now on Google I've Hangouts. had an hour of him before the show, folks, and it's driving me bonkers. But there we go. We've got to make sure that this is on the bottom of the page, too. Yeah, sure. For the, yeah. Um, All right. So responsive design, why does it matter? And what are some of the key principles of it? The reason why it matters is um, over the past year, um, the figures clearly show that the amount of people coming to your website um, utilising non-traditional devices. And what do I mean by non-traditional? Well, for me to say that, I have to clarify what is traditional and what is classified as additional, a desktop PC or a laptop um, that that is what is called traditional um, computing. Um, what is untraditional? Well, m- uh, mobile devices, your smartphone, your Android, your Windows phone, your iPhone, your tablet, your Android tablet, uh, uh, Samsung Galaxy, or your iPad, t- uh, normal size or mini. Um, that side of the viewing market is increasing rapidly. And what happened a year ago is that more people are coming to your website utilising non-traditional devices than traditional devices. Um, So your site 
needs to be uh, easily accessible to people utilising non-traditional devices um, like um, iPhone. How do you do that? Well, um, there's various mythologies. Um, there's three main ways you can do that. You could have a app, and um, there's a lot of app um, developers at the Reno Collective, and that's where we do our show, our great show, folks. At the Reno Collective, there's a few people here that make a very good living and do a very good job on making apps for the iPhone and for the Android platform. And um, in the right scenario, that is the right choice to make. Um, But um, it's extremely expensive, folks, and it's normally out of the budget of the small to medium-sized business. And they would be better advised to utilise their marketing dollars on a better solution. And the, main, the two other main solutions are to have a totally separate website that's mobile friendly or to have a website that's responsive. Um, the mobile solution is becoming slightly less popular, but it still has its place. There's some um, websites that when people are on a mobile device they will want to have certain information right in front of them that a more traditional desktop or laptop audience it wouldn't be quite so crucial so if you're in one of those kind of industries or your website you look at the energy at the data that's coming from your Google Analytics and you can see that when people are on on mobile devices they go to a certain page of your website or a certain area of your website and you're getting a high level of traffic um, when people are utilising mobile devices going to these specific pages you might be better off looking at a mobile site but the main tool that most people utilize is called responsive and what is responsive responsive is it's a it's not a very complicated technology it utilizes something that came out about three years ago when um, a technology called css was upgraded it has a kind of industrial um, organization that controls this technology and they brought out a new version and in that new version there was something called media queries and what media queries do- does is um, it senses what device somebody's viewing a website on inside the browser and then it says well if you've got this screen size this screen resolution and there's a media query that says show this menu show this picture show this post in this way if you're utilizing this size screen and it senses the screen size and it sees if there's a media query and it sees in that media query if you're utilizing a screen resolution that matches that query it will then show what's ever inside that query 
So what that does, it enables you to show different content, contact tent to people at different screen sizes. Have I totally lost you, Bill? I'm listening. No, I'm but listening. have I lost you, Bill? Nope, you haven't lost me because I've actually studied most of this already. Great. Well, he's getting. Tacky. I did learn something new about the mobile. So that the mo- I, I thought of the dynamic side as working across all platforms that there wasn't just a mobile unique system. I guess there was in the past years ago, but the mobile unique or specifically designed for just mobile is sort of going away. Even within mobile, there's so many different little platforms within the mobile. You've got the Galaxy, you have the iPhone. So you'd have to design to those different systems. He's, he's, he's quite spot on there, yeah. folks. He, he's learning. And I'm multitasking, too. I'm, I'm looking at – I'm disappointed that we're not a little bit better focused with our 930C. But it, he loves I know, his tech, folks. I know our sound is good. Well, there's, there's a lot of things to do when you're, do, you're near, running a podcast like I'm doing. I'm doing the sound engineering, the editing, the auditing. Now, you're doing the content development today, which is nice. I'm not really doing any content. I'm just soaking in what you're teaching. Oh, it's a, it's a soaking in day, folks. I'm soaking in. I'm really soaking in more, but I'm still uh, made very good moves on the uh, technology side. He's amazing, really, Bill. He drives me potty, actually. He's I, bonkers, but he's got he's a real doer, old Bill. Well, if you look at, we're focusing in right on this system right here. It's focusing there. And I've got well, the, for our podcast listeners, Bill, that would be quite difficult. <laughs> but you know what? That's why we want to drive him to WP Tonic to look at this. Oh, we're going to be posting and I will a video on our site, aren't we, Bill? Yeah. And well, I am. At the bottom, I do. Yeah, yeah, you post at the bottom. And I'll probably recontent this on either Bluff TV just to put it up on Bluff. Bluff is sort of the fun place. Bluff directs you to WP Tonic, Timeline of Success, Politics of Success, and anything else. Other than Your other podcasting empire. Yeah, really, we yeah, are yeah. podcast Reno. We're we're as we're we are we are we are the top podcast in Reno, Nevada. Because we're the only one. <laughs> 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 um, we are the yeah, top. That's not hard, is it? Because we're the only one. Our, lo- um, our local TV stations are shivering right now. Yeah, but oh, they want to be because the shit they. Oh, you know what? Stop. <laughs> we can't take that out of this, but we'll take it out of the podcast. Oh god, but. You know, that, that said, I'm, I'm a big believer that this is the future of the technology. Yeah, sure. So, um, I've got, so responsive design is basically based on media queries. Um, the actual technology um, link, you know, isn't that difficult. Um, where it becomes a bit more difficult is that um, you've got to have an experienced designer developer plan with the client what's going to be shown and what isn't going to be shown at different screen resolutions because you've got less real estate of screen. So it's important. So you buy a theme from whatever theme shop or theme resource that you normally go to and it could be responsively designed, which is great. And of course, you won't want to do changes. You might want to move things around. And you'll find your local developer that can do that for you. Well, that's great. But that also means that all the energy that went into testing that theme um, has to be redone, especially if you're going to adapt it quite a lot. Um, um, and there has to be a decision on which devices you're going to um, test this 
adaptive site on and it's really dependent on time budget um it's the normal setup and in my experience when you're dealing with small to medium sized clients budget time resources are in short supply so i think i'm not saying that responsive design has made this worse um, because these issues were there before responsive design it's just made the situation a little bit more complicated so i'm going to leave responsive design now because um, we're going to go back to it and i'm probably going to delve into it with a little bit more detail because it is important but i'm now going to go on to a number of wordpress plugins that i utilize quite a lot um, um, and just go through what they what they are what they do and when we um, put the show notes on the links to these plugins and what they actually do um, is going to be part of the show notes. So don't worry, folks, it's going to be available. So are we ready, Bill? Yeah, go ahead. We're drive on. You know, we're just driving on to the next episode here. Right, and I yeah. think I understand. I, I think a lot of people understand responsive design and the complexities. One thing you didn't mention, and maybe for a later show, is what are the top themes for responsive design? The easiest to use for if I, I was starting over, what would I want to pick for a theme to develop my website? Well, I think that's that would be part of the maybe the next show or okay. one of the shows that that's we and I think your point is really yep. great where we could go into more detail about that. Yeah, because I have I, and we will. And I'm looking at Dynamic. Dynamic does a pretty good job, which is a Genesis with Dynamic overlay, but it doesn't do an amazing job on some of the phones. Well, I think I think everything you said. And have you test have you tested how it actually looks on a on a tablet on a smartphone? Have you done a fair yeah, bit of testing? I've done. Of course, I have the iPad. I've got the iPhone, so I've looked at those. And on the iPhone, it, it, the header is a little bit not accurate. But the other thing is, I've also pulled some testing. Uh, sites up where you can actually test yes. them on different sites, and I think I found that site through one of our many WordPress meetup classes, which are very good. They're in Reno. That's one thing I think we do really well is the WordPress meetup here in Reno, which the next one is on August fifteenth, fourteenth, fourteenth, August fourteenth, the fourteenth collective. Yeah, third at six o'clock, Reno collective. So, and I'm going to be talking about responsive design, and we can put this out ahead of time too. This this piece ahead of the podcast, mm-hmm. we'll try to get make sure the podcast is out before that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So um, I'm going to go into um, some of the plugins that I utilize on a regular basis. Um, one one new one um, is a plugin called Subtitles. And it's a feature of WordPress that you have um, a main title. But if you want um, a subtitle um, on your page or on your post... WordPress doesn't really do that very easily. It doesn't give that functionality to you very obviously. There's ways around it. And there was a couple of other plugins that I utilised. But I never found a really good, satisfactory solution that I was happy to offer to clients until recently. And then this plugin by Philip Arthur Moore, who's well known in the WordPress development community. Um, he's now based in Vietnam. Um, um, there's a couple of podcasts that 
recently that he's been on and he's he used to work for WordPress and he's a well-known developer so he brought out this free plugin called subtitles and it's excellent and it you need to look at it and it will be very helpful to you and like I say we're going to put full notes on um, about all these plugins on our website the next one frequently asked questions most sites have a a frequently asked question area and there's a number of plugins um, but the one I've found um, the most effective, effective is a plugin called Arconex Frequently Asked Questions um, by John Gardner. And it's a really nice plugin. It produces a custom post type, <coughs> and I hope that you know what a custom post type is. But it, it produces a nice interface where you can put the frequently asked question and then a box where you can put the answer and then it displays that utilising um, a little bit of code um, which you can put on a page or a post and a, a short code basically and um, it's got a nice bit of jQuery magic so you just see the questions and you click a button and the answers will just appear so it it all works really very nicely and it displays really nice as well and I've utilised it on a number of sites and I'm very happy with it and another one a slightly bigger plugin is Shortcode Ultimate by, I'm going to murder this man's name, but there we go, Vladimir Aknokin. I think he's Russian. And I do apologise to the gentleman. I'm sorry I've murdered your name. You find with a number of themes that, and it's in the past 18 months it's become very popular, that a lot of themes have short codes that are inbuilt into the theme. And I'm not totally against that, but there are problems if it goes too far. And on some themes, it definitely has gone too far. And why am I a little bit against a theme that has a load of short codes? Well, if you want to change theme and the short codes are being produced by the theme author and only available in that theme if you change themes you've got a bit of a problem because you're going to use, you're going to lose that data um, one of the ways you can get around this is to utilize this plugin and it, this plugin author does offer a premier version but unlike most he provides a ton of usability in the free version as well it really a lot of the functionality that you would look for is included in the free version and even more functionality is included in the pro version and it's a really very useful tool it provides a lot of very useful functionality that's easily available like making buttons um, various things so I I utilize it a lot and my clients like it a lot 
So um, that's a great one. Another one, a very small one, but a very useful one is a plugin called Delete All Comments. And it's a very small plugin, but it does one really useful job. A lot of, uh, I get a lot of clients that um, have started a website themselves. They have started a business online or they, they've got an existing physical business and they um, did their website initially themselves and then they realize it's a little bit more complicated than they thought or they're just getting busy so they call in somebody like me to manage their website and um, it's really easy if you don't set up WordPress from the beginning to get a lot of spammy comments on your website and you'll find that even if you're not displaying these comments that you still get people that will have that they're not actually people they're it's robot code that's looking for um, a web a wordpress website that's not been secured and they still will post comments even if they're not displayed on your website and these comments will have links going to various products because um, Google in the US and in um, Europe have really um, made this technique not that beneficial but in third world countries like especially in China having a lot of spammy external links going to a website you still get a lot of SEO benefit so you find that you you get to a lot of websites that have a ton of really spammy comments in them and the WordPress out the box, you've got to delete all these comments one by one and it can be a real nightmare. When you say delete them one by one, can't you just go select all, what's about 10 or 20 at a time and just go down through? Yeah, but I've had websites that's had 20,000. Yeah, I did that to the when I took over my nonprofit and fixed and just got rid of their old website and built a new one. Uh, My old website, I took a lot of those comments down. They had a lot. And most of them were from Russia. Yeah, Russia, China. Russia, and you can tell which ones are the spam and computer-generated robots. Yeah. yeah, but That's I've had a, websites that had thousands. Yeah, that would take a long time at 20 um, Well, you install this plugin, delete all comments, and there are other ones that mm. give you a little bit more um, selectability, like um, this one blasts everything out, you know, but there's a, there's a couple others that I could talk about about in later episodes that give you a little bit more functionality but this one it's got one choice you select all the comments you select a a tick box which it puts in and it gets rid of them all end of story bang everything's gone right now you have no comments at all though how about if i want a few selected comments No, it doesn't remove the comment functionality you can people then could put new ones but i'm talking about a site that hasn't been set up for comments, but it has a load of junky comments right. in the back in the administrative section. Well, I've just found this. It does one thing, and it does one thing really well. It gets rid of a load of crap comments that shouldn't be there. Right? On to a big, a, a, a slightly bigger one, a bit like short code ultimate is table press. 
And Table Press um, is produced by a company which I can't pronounce their name, Tobias BG or something. Um, but it's a, it's, um, they also offer a pro version, and it's very similar to Short Code Ultimate that the free version still does a ton of stuff. And, and obviously we're in the era of CSS and um, HTML5, um, but um, tables are still useful for displaying data that needs to be in tables. Unfortunately, the normal table um, functionality that comes with WordPress in your in your visual editor isn't that fantastic. It doesn't really; it's not that flexible, and it does the code it produces isn't that great um, and one of the areas where it really falls down is if your site is responsive because you find that if you utilize the normal e table editor in wordpress your tables aren't going to be responsive but by utilizing this free plugin it produces code that is responsive if you're utilizing you're displaying a lot of data in tables obviously uh, a web professional would know how to set up that table and make it responsive but this is aimed at a person that's maintaining the site the site owner or people who haven't got a lot of development experience and they still need to display a lot lot of data in tables and i found it my clients really like it and it's really useful Right. right. A small business might use that internally if they're spread out to pass that data information to their people. That's why I mean, those most or, or, places. Or, or clients. Or clients. Or, I guess clients who need a lot of data, a lot of information. Yeah, you know, you know and putting that into like price, Engineers. price lists. You know, obviously you would have those price lists downloadable as PDFs, right. but you to get good seo and have it more available to people you would want that some of that data to be displayed on the web page well a table a nice formatted table is the perfect way okay. to display that data right very good the next one calendars well there are a number of calendar systems the inbuilt calendar and that comes with wordpress is not very good um, but there are, there's some excellent pro free versions and pro versions. Um, a lot of them, they, they seem to come into two camps. There seems to be a, the very basic um, calendar plugin systems that just don't quite do what you're looking for. They're too basic basically and then you have um there's calendar pro from modern tribe which is one i utilize they're great people and it's a great calendar they have a basic calendar that's really really good and then they have a pro version as well and i have got the developer's license and i do utilize it but it's a big plug-in it's a it, it provides a lot of functionality and normally clients need a bit of training to utilize it if they're going to utilize all the functionality that comes with it 
So there's I've always on the lookout for a really nice free calendar that that um, gives a lot of functionality, but isn't quite as big big a beast. And um, I was recommended this one called Ajax Event Calendar, and I think it's a really nice um, blend of not being too simple but not being too complicated as well and it's it was developed by a guy called Aaron Miller and um, it really seems a nice mixture so I've utilized it on a couple websites and I've been quite happy with it and so have my clients so go and look at that folks um, the next one um, solves a really specific problem, but a very annoying problem. Um, if you use SEO by um, Yoast, which is the mo- is a great SEO plugin, one of the things it does though, and there's other plugins that do this as well, is that when you go into your pages and your post, it adds a load of additional fields and you find that your admin area is all kind of jumbled up it's all going to be you know which like if you go into a pacific post you have a, a a column for the post data you have the column for the title well yoast and some others add another load of fields and you find there's not enough room and everything gets jumbled up Right, and there's no um, you can each post you can go in and switch some of these fields off. But let's say you got you've you've installed Yoast Yoast great plugin, but you've got a hundred posts. That means you would have to go into each separate post and set up the look. That that could be a real pain in the posterior. Yeah. To get around this, there's a lovely little free. They do a pro version. It's called CodePress Admin Columns. And it provides a global setting um, where you can go in and say it sees which other plugins you've installed uh, that affect how data is displayed in the admin area. It also um, deals with custom post types really well. And it says, you know, you can tick a few boxes off and you can switch off which of these columns that you don't want to see. And then you save it and you find all your pages, all your posts are dealt with in one go. It it really deals with this problem, which is very, very annoying. And in a way, I think WordPress should have a global setting that comes with it anyway. Now, Jonathan, I'm going to interrupt you here because I, again... Dynamic, Genesis with Dynamic, that's the whole concept. It's got the global settings. But, again, I'm not too sure how it interacts with the different plugins. That's the hard thing, is getting the right plugins. Yeah. And getting the right combinations and the right look. And then not playing with it too much and getting it so it works. Functionality uh, of a system, of your primary system. Very good. Hey, how many more do we have here, Jonathan? I've we're got at, two we're more. more. 29 minutes. We're going over a little bit. Yeah, two little more. Over. Two more. So we need to wrap it up? No, we, we, maybe we can finish off with these two more. Um, there's, um, there's 
two that are very related, but they come from two authors, funny enough. They're simple custom post order and simple page order. Um, simple custom post order comes from Samir Hamagan and um, simple page order that comes from Jake Goldman, who's uh, the well-known owner of 10up, which is a, a large WordPress development shop. But both do this, a similar job. Simple custom post order and simple page order is if you've got a load of posts or you've got a load of pages and you want to, on your admin area, you want to put certain posts at the top or you want to put certain pages at the top of your order, there's no real way of do easy way of doing that in WordPress. This provides some jQuery, and you can just drag a post up to the top of your admin area, or drag a page, and it's set. So you can put everything in order. That's that easy. And it really, if you've got a lot of posts and a lot of pages, but there's certain posts or certain pages that you go to very regularly, you want them on the first page, let's say, um, and this sorts it out. And my final one is social media icons. And there's a number of plugins that provide you with a, a nice interface where you can place your place th this these plugins on different widget areas or on your pages or on your posts. But the one I found that gives the best look, the best versatility of being able to place these social icons is a plugin called Social Media Widgets. And it's by a company called Blink Web Effects that produce it. And I've utilised this plugin on a load of websites. There, there are, are other really popular ones, but for its versatility and it being in its free, I found this to be the best kind of social media plugin that gives you all these icons and and an interface to link to your own social media websites. And there you are, folks. Hopefully you found that all these plugins um, useful because I, I found them really useful in helping clients maintain and build their websites. Well, that's good, Jonathan. It was very informative. When I do post-production, I will even learn more about all these sites. You did a really nice job also of creating all those links and your free product. Remind people to go to WP Tonic to sign up for the... Oh, I've got a new... I've got a new... Um, I'm offering... Um, and a PDF to folks. Um, when you come to the home page, um, a, uh, a pop up will pop up. Um, but we're I'm offering a great um, uh, PDF where I list the twenty most uh, powerful, most useful plugins that I I've utilised on clients' websites, um, and it's in different sections. There's a section for membership plugins. There's a section um, for form plugins. And all the, all those that are listed, I have utilized myself. And I think they're quality products from quality developers or development teams. And it's a, it's a useful PDF. And all you have to do is join our mailing list to get it. 
and we're going to send out a monthly newsletter where I'm um, that I'm going to write a long article about a certain subject about WordPress and I'll send this article to you. Um, so it's great value. Yeah, I think that is very good. Uh, that monthly newsletter, I'm looking forward to it. I know I learn a lot from breaking down and looking at these podcasts that we put together and the specific issues. One thing that I'm working on is in Timeline of Success, timelineofsuccess.com or Bluff TV, where Bluff is where you find everything. I'll probably build a collection site. I'm going to offer something a little simpler. It's sort of just where I am and what the plugins on my WordPress site are. And mine's mine's a little different. Uh, it's dynamic, which you're not the generous dynamic. You a bit down right? today, Bill. I'm What's not, the matter? I'm, you're not you're you know normal cheerful, is it I'm, me? I'm not down. I'm just really focused. I've been working really hard. I've been producing uh, on show 34, and we've had 34 days of good shows. The sound on this is going to be pretty good. Just so you guys know, I could let Jonathan yell and scream more. Like he does. Me? He gets excited. Which I, I excitement don't, is I don't good. scream and shout at but, you, Bill. But... But I'd have to get a better mixer, which has a noise gate, basically, that when you hit the top, it would oh, cut it off yes. and still not distort the sound. And that's a very much more expensive system, probably talking about 400 to $600 to get the really good system. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing behind the scenes the constant improvement with the quality of the podcast. And the, I hate to use the word podcast because it's really going out to – uh, different elements. It's going out to iTunes, which is the podcast. It's going out to Stitcher Radio, which is goes out everywhere in a different environment. And then finally, iHeartRadio, which even has the ability to go on radio itself. Yes. It's so, not a great title, but it's the no. title that made, but it never was fantastic, was yeah, it? In closing, just so we know, is it, it occurred the RSS feed. Apple tamed the RSS feed first in any kind of commercial application in 2004. And that's where your podcast terminology started. And it's really anything that's – and a lot of radio shows are turned into podcasts. So that's another issue, another topic, and that's what I look at. I'm, no, I'm not down. I'm just working a lot of hours. Um, I'm doing a lot of work. Things are actually starting to come together with the, the show. We're constantly building up more oh, listeners. Well, you, know, we're, you know, I've got a lot of past content, and I'm going to – post a lot of stuff onto the website so it's going to have a lot yeah. of um and we hope to post some videos because we're recording yeah. a lot um live recording a lot of our stuff now and um we, i'm watching it right now folks on our um, camera setup and um a lot of it and we're going to be doing some interviews um i've got some exciting uh, matt from the Matt Report has agreed to come on the show hopefully next week. And I've got Spencer, the evil genius. He's well known in the WordPress community. He's agreed to come on the show. And I'm going to do some outreach. So each month we hope to have one or two people in the well known in the WordPress community come on the show and give um their insight where they think WordPress is going to go um, and some of their industrial experience. Right. Um, so um, I think we're probably going to talk more about plugins more regularly and, and have more guests on the show. So there'll be less of listening to me. 
which it's happening and i'm going to actually jonathan i'm going to change the mix up we've got probably three or four shows in the sack which are good shows hey stay tuned if you want to go and push the google plus and watch it on the website you'll see it i'm going to talk a couple minutes about the lighting and some of the effects that we're doing in this little studio so out here